Honestly, going through some Jones. That's the reason I ain't picking up the phone. Watching how they move just so they get known. This ain't no gimmick, I'm that n on my own. Say they got the cheese, but they label be the greater. Thought you was the man, but you let them just degrade ya. And I ain't hit no drop in the minute. No, I'm about my business. Rapper's Guide Podcast. What's up, people? This is Diggy Metro. Bills Pagliacci in the flesh. All right, guys. So if you, I don't know if you guys uh, are aware of who I am as an uh, artist or a podcaster, but um, if you're carrying over from Just Some Average Guys or Digging the Garden, uh, my name is Diggy Metro. I'm a uh, audio engineer slash rapper slash uh, content creator. Yeah, that's what I, it is. I hate that that term. Content creator? Nah. You make I content. hate that term in... In a sense where I feel like that's like a, I'm an Instagram influencer. Yeah. But you at the same I mean? time, like, we all going to start transitioning into that lane eventually. I think if you're smart in, in 2021 and uh, going forward, I think that the creation of content as a whole, mm -hmm. like rappers back in the day could drop a single project and then promote that. And then they could kind of go away. Like, yeah. like there's still rappers that could do it. Kendrick, J. Cole. They've been uh, going Drake. for like two years now. Right. Nobody know where they at. But back in the day, that was normal too. You could you could drop an album and be gone for two years. Mm -hmm. Now though, like if you're a young artist coming up, I think that you have to pay attention to uh, social media and you have to kind of be out there even if you don't want to. And why I like doing podcasts rather than being the guy who's like constantly posting uh, photo shoots on Instagram mm -hmm. and all that, like other fake rapper shit. Yeah. Like the reason why I enjoy uh, podcasts is because as an artist, you have to understand, you have to pay attention to uh, giving people your personality. Yep. That's what the biggest part about it. You know, if you're a funny dude, let people know that you're a funny dude. Like, 21 Savage will get on the record and talk about shooting people's faces off. And then, like, he'll be singing R&B yeah. on Instagram. You know what I mean? And he's and another funny thing is, too, I just recently got on Clubhouse. He'd be in there. And, you know, just hearing his voice and, like, him and his friends talking, and it's just, like, the craziest thing. Like, they really are funny people yeah. when it comes to the, those clubhouse and, um, groups. And that shit makes you like an artist way more. Way more, yep. You know what I mean? If if you saw, like, I've seen Jay-Z interviews in the past. Uh, I remember he did a Nardwar interview, and he was such a dick that, like, if Jay-Z wasn't such an influential uh, business character mm -hmm. in music, I don't know that I'd necessarily rock with him. Yeah. Because... From all stories that you've heard in the past of like business dealings with him and people who have come in contact with him, he doesn't sound like the greatest guy. No, he doesn't. Definitely not at all. But he'd be helping a lot of artists now. But back right, then, as a businessman, yeah, yeah. Jay Z as a businessman, great. Jay Z as like a person doesn't sound like the most intriguing person to like befriend. Yeah, definitely not. But also, he's a street dude, and street dudes are very close knit with their circle. Yeah, you know what I mean? In the first place. Um. So. Going further than just saying I'm a content creator, uh, I want to give a little background of why you should like listen to me as a, a human being and and not think that I'm just some like random kid that's trying to tell you what to do. Uh, I have over 10 years of experience uh, rapping. I've been rapping. I'm 28 years old. I've been rapping since I was probably 10 or 12. Uh, going further than that, uh, I was supposed to become a gym teacher. And I, I chose to tell my parents <laughs> that, like, you know, that's not the move for me. And I made a horrible decision to go to school for music. Um, 
I say horrible because uh, if you're looking for a job, it's not necessarily the best way to go about things. But as far as me being a musician, it definitely taught me a lot uh, to go into my craft. Mm -hmm. My intention of of going to school for music was I'm going to learn how to engineer and be able to do all my own work, right? I never thought of it as something where I'm going to turn into uh, a mixing engineer and start taking on people's sessions. Like, it was all selfish at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. It was all more or less like, I don't want to pay me, money me, for me, this. Me. That's how right. it starts. And, um, and so I did four years. I have a, a bachelor's degree in music production. Uh, afterwards, I went to a school called iTech Audio in Clifton, New Jersey, and I got a certificate in mixing and mastering. Um, from that point, I have worked in music retail. So as far as like knowing gear, I'm very aware of that. I worked in music retail for about four or five years. Uh, outside of that, I started a record label, um, have managed artists. I also, uh, lost the music retail job and started a studio up. So now I completely engineer artists and, uh, work very close with artists to, to kind of construct plans on how they're going to drop music, uh, try to kind of shift their mindset from the old school mentality of dropping albums and uh, being like a artist of the early 2000s who is still processing like it's then. Because why we're really doing this podcast is more or less to, to bring you up to date and make you aware of today's climate. Not, mm-hmm. not necessarily make you an artist who functions like you're dropping physical copies and shit like that because that's that's really what it comes down to. At the end of the day, like why the game is shifted is because there isn't anything physical anymore. Yep. So how we process as musicians going forward has to be with the idea that there is not actually anything physical that we could sell people. Uh, everything now is digital and there's nothing to touch. You could sell merch if you get to a certain point where you're capable of that and people are willing to buy it. But like up until that point, you have to move smart in the digital realm. And that's kind of what me and Bales are both going to uh, teach you guys going forward or at least like hint at you guys because I don't ever want to act like I'm uh, holier than now yeah. and I'm the person that you need to listen to. But I think that because we're well-researched and we're constantly trying to learn ourselves for our own music, we're not going to give off information that's going to hurt you Never. it's it's always going to be something that we we believe in our heads is, is going to help you even if we might be off on some shit and i would like to be interactive with our audience mm-hmm. if we ever say some shit that because we're we're regular dudes regular regular <laughs> we're, we're regular dudes and we're open to talking to people uh my other podcast just some average guys i have listeners who uh have been listening for five years and oh, yeah. they get in touch with me and we'll have full conversations about their life. I know a kid uh, started while he was in high school listening and he's now a teacher. That's what's and, up. You know, I want that type of interaction with the audience. I want to be that type of podcast where we do have conversations and we like eventually let's get on like a Twitch mm-hmm. or something where we can interact with the audience like while we're doing an episode. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's See, I'll stop already there. Playing the head. Get I'll stop there and let's go. Let's go over to Bills and uh, tell him a little bit of your background and and you know how you got into this. Uh, so for me, uh, my name is Bills Pagliacci. Been doing music for like 15 years now. Been rapping for the longest. Uh, just started really getting a lot of traction on my music because I like Dig was mentioning, started paying attention to the trends. And if you didn't believe anything that came out of his mouth about trying to help artists be developed, honestly, I started working with Dig and 
instantly my music started to improve as far as, you know, paying attention to dropping singles, um, making my face visible, you know, keeping it simple, but at the same time, making sure it's effective to reach my crowd and reach some listeners. Um, I'm about to start calling myself a music marketer because you know what? I'm having some uh, luck doing that, you know? So I'm, I'm also going down that realm as well. Um, I've also filmed videos. I shoot my own videos. So I'm real immersive of, with trying to figure out a way to kind of do everything on your own if you can. Sometimes you may have to pay money, you know, if, if it's out of your expertise. But for the most part, a lot of things you could get done on the ground level by yourself. Um, you know, that's pretty much it for me. I, I, that's not it. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I think that I it. think that what intrigues me by someone like you is that, you know, it's hard someone in my in my seat it's hard to uh constantly try to give advice to artists that aren't willing to take it yeah you know and i think that part of that is ego and part of it is also i was posting about this the other day i think that a lot of people see that you are not necessarily famous yourself Mm -hmm. so they go why would i listen to him and it's like how i approach everything is i approach things from i was in your seat at one point i was an artist just like you at one point and i made mistakes Mm -hmm. up to this point I've made mistakes up to a couple years ago where I was still dropping full-length projects and trying to, to process like that. You know, the only smart thing I did with the last full-length was not give a fuck about the uh, audience that it garnered. Yeah. I, I put it out as like a passion project and it wasn't really about, oh, I need fans off this. Mm-hmm. But it was still a bad idea, you know? So for me, working with someone like you is dope because although you were a little stubborn at first, definitely stubborn, you eventually came around and just started listening to shit. And under, and I think that that was more or less us building trust with each other Yeah, definitely. from an engineer to artist, artist standpoint, standpoint. Mm-hmm. you know? And I think that once we built that trust, you were more willing to kind of like accept some of like my, I'm not going to call it expertise, but like some of my advice about the music, you know, and that's what separates you. And that's why you're getting, organic streams and you're actually Mm -hmm. becoming a full-fledged artist yeah as an artist you got to realize that it's sometimes it's hard to really tell who's really for you who's really going to do something for you because a lot of times you'll find that people will be like oh yeah you should do this you should do that but usually it's not in their best interest it's usually something that's probably going to help them out so you know when it came to you it felt like it was coming from a different genuine place like this guy literally had met me probably like twice probably before that. And he actually came to my house and helped me set up my home studio and just was able to break things down for me. So at that point, it's like, this guy's in here to do anything for himself. He's really trying to help build me as an artist. And that's something I could definitely respect because there's a lot of people in this industry, if you don't know, you're going to find out the hard way. They're going to try to take advantage of you and they're going to try to, you know, do what's best for them and make it seem like it's in your best interest. And that's the, you know, it's going to lead you down a very dark path. I think that why I pay close attention to, um, making certain that artists know that I'm not out to fuck them Mm -hmm. is because as an artist myself, I had to navigate the game and be signed by a manager who was trying to take advantage and be, you know, I know what it's like. And still to this day, I do shit for artists that I could still tell that like, they're not a hundred percent sold on me being genuine. Yeah. You know, and I understand it. Like, I, so I feel like I go out of my way. It's the same way that I go out of my way when there's a, a female musician here mm-hmm. to not be that creepy dude. Yeah, because it's... Like, I go even further than, like, you would think. <laughs> I, I make positive that, like, you're aware as a woman. Like, this ain't that. It's never going to be that yeah. with me. 
I'm only here to work with you, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I keep my distance. I don't, even if I have to fix your, uh, the mic and, and make sure it's level for your, like, I'm going to tell you to step out. Yeah, I'm like not going to do it around you. Because like there's creepy to, yeah. dudes that do that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like me going to your crib and helping you set up and like making sure that, you know, one is like, it doesn't benefit me for you to have bad recordings. Yeah. Because then I have to mix clear. it. Yeah. Right. You know? And then on top of that, it's just, uh, it's just for me to kind of like show you that like you can be comfortable with someone like me. I'm not trying to take advantage or I'm not in it to like get something from you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that more people in music need to do that because it's such a predatory uh, art form. Yeah. And that's something you'll definitely probably learn from this podcast is how to just be genuine about who you are. You don't have to fit the image that everybody's going for. You don't have to sound like everybody. Just find your yourself, find your sound and just stick with it. And then if you're, uh, motivated and you put the work behind it and you put the money behind it because you're going to have to market yourself too as an independent artist, you'll see the results and then you'll instantly feel gratified. Like I actually am doing something. Like I never had that out of my 15 years making music. I've never had that feeling until three months ago. I think that um, you and me both did this really well. And uh, it takes everyone a different amount of time. Like for a young artist that's listening right now, you need to understand that like this is not necessarily something where you have to chase people. Nope. And you just you just touched on it a little bit but like this is a art form where the best way to go about music as a whole is to make what's comfortable to you mm-hmm. and have people who genuinely mess with that same lifestyle or that same type of sound come to you rather than reaching for crowds because Everyone's done it. Like I'm I'm a lifelong artist who, you know, I used to make trap records when I was around the drug dealers and shit. Me too. I was I there used too. to make the the hard records when I was around the hard dudes. Like Me too. that's that's how I navigated music for so long. And it took a long time for me to one, find a crew of artists that I was comfortable being around because they they're like me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't come from that street background where I'm trying to be all in the fuck shit. Yeah, nah, definitely not. You know, and, and you know, in music, you're like, especially hip hop, well, only hip hop, really, you're led to believe that you have to be that type of person mm-hmm. in order to kind of have success in this game. And I'm trying to tell you that that's not the case. You know, yeah. I think that when Kanye came out, he broke that mold. Exactly. So as crazy as he is, I could credit him for at least like doing that. You know, like it he made the worked. suburban kid who just likes rap music uh, capable of actually doing it. You know what I mean? And then like when you hear on the radio all the trap stuff and all the party songs, like that's what you're hearing on the radio because that's what's popular and what people normally want to hear when they're driving to work. But, you know, even for me, I've just recently found so many different artists um, just by, you know, wanting to expand my mindset and expand how I listen to music. And now it's like those trap, those, I don't turn the radio on no more. Like, so that's the last thing on my mind. Well, that's the thing, you know, Spotify and all these streaming platforms have made it so you don't necessarily need radio yeah, anymore. You're not forced to. Radio is not important anymore because, like, to me, why would I listen to what you're telling me to listen to when I could handpick every record Plug that I want to hear? And I'm, I'm listening to anything I want. Right. So, like, if you were going for the radio record back in the day because radio was still, like, a huge thing, I understand you. It made sense. Now, though... 2021? Right. Where you where you have a Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, like, you're not making music for radio anymore. So, more than ever, if you're a boom-bap rapper and you want to make boom-bap music, there's a whole lane for that. And 
it's possible to actually get fans. You don't necessarily have to look to grab fans because you have to make a trap record that's radio centric. Like radio centric isn't a thing anymore. And a perfect example of that is uh, like Rissell, like the success that they've had. Like I literally, I'm one of those people that don't know nothing about like doing any background about music. I never heard of those guys before. I never heard them on the radio. But then you, once I did like, you know, cross paths with them, found out they have this whole organization going on, this whole movement going on, all off of like kind of old school sound of music. And you're like, how, how can this survive right now? And it was like, it just had to find me or yeah. I had to find it, you know? I think that people will also recognize that there are trends in music and there always have been. Like out of something that's really like um, faddish, mm-hmm. there comes something monumental. So like end of disco era leads to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Disco was a fad. At the time, it didn't last long, disco. And it's kind of like a goofy... Like, if you listen to that late 80s music, you're going to hear, like, this goofy-sounding stuff. Or, like, early 80s, late 70s. Like, you know, you don't hear this this goofy-sounding stuff that, like, even the instruments they were using, like, the synths and stuff, mm-hmm. sounded like they were stock. And, you know, they just kind of took bare minimum and made it pop. But hip-hop comes from, from that era, you know? And hip-hop has stood the test of time definitely has and it's something that is going to continue evolving and you know i think that because rap had gotten so and i'm not going to say it got bad because you know there was still good music mm-hmm. throughout, out there at the time but i think that because the popular part of hip-hop got to such a low point mm-hmm. as far as what hip-hop actually is because like hip-hop is message man like, I'm not trying to sound like an old school, like, I'm KRS-One. Mm-hmm. But, like, hip-hop is all about the message in your music. It always has been. That's where like, it comes this from. This is a window into, like, the environments that people come from. What I'm seeing every day, what I'm dealing with every day, I'm giving you my diary right. over a beat. Exactly. And, and like, because of that, when hip-hop turns into something where it's it's kind of out of touch and, and it's all about, you know, drugs and it's all about, like, the, the dumb things. shit, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of loses its its power. And due to that, I think that that's where Griselda and them come in. Because I think people were finally getting sick of that nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you're a fan of that music, that's perfectly fine. And we're not here to, like, tell you you shouldn't be a fan. Also, if you're a listener and you're a trap rapper and you rap about, like, lean and pills and all that shit, mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't do that. I would hope that as you grow, you'd kind of grow out of that because it's detrimental to the community that you're from. The youth that's listening to you too. But also, I'm not against that music and I'd be a liar if I said I don't listen to any of that music. Because I love me a good trap song. Right. I'm on the car usually listening to that stuff. But it also comes that part where you need to understand the art form and reality. And sometimes when you are spreading these messages, a lot of these younger, the younger generation don't really understand there's a difference between the art form and real reality, like a guy be like, "Yeah, I just pop like five zannies," and he probably don't even do drugs at all. Right. And then you'll see a kid like, "Let me just pop five zannies," because you know this rapper said it. So you know, be mindful cent, of that. Fifty Cent on Get Rich or Die Trying had a track called "High All the Time." I stay high all the time. I smoke that. Yeah, that's my and mind. he's on record from the beginning of Fifty Cent as Never someone smoke. who doesn't drink and doesn't <laughs> smoke. So just just be mindful that like your favorite artist who you're crafting your whole career off of is not doing half the shit. And and that goes for shooting the guns. That goes yep, for literally everything. everything. I mean, the, you know, the art form has turned into something where it, it started as a window into the community and turned into something where people are fabricating these, like, 
mob life stories. Just so they can get attention. That just cloud to get chasing. Attention, that you know, cloud and, chasing. That's where it come from. And there's still real shit going on in hip hop. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when when we go toward those eras of kind of like a downswing in content, it turns to uh, bullshit. But what I like from a Griselda and I like from like the new age or new era, because Griselda's not the only people that are out that are rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, even Freddie Gibbs, like Freddie Gibbs is kind of like a, a crossover from that uh, trap-ish music to the Griseldas mm-hmm. of the world. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he makes both very well. So if you're looking at someone like that, like you can be a trap rapper and hop on these beats and still do well. We were talking about it earlier before we turned the mics on, but like one of the uh, barometers that I feel is kind of clears the air of like who can actually be a rapper in this game is if I hear someone rap really well on a boom bap record, Mm -hmm. I know that if I put them on a trap record, they'd also rap really well. That's where you get your lyrical reps in. You know, like people who rap like Playboy Cardi, I'm not necessarily um, confident that they'll be able to hop on a boom bap record and Make become, you know, actually yeah. translate well. So, uh, yeah, man, I think that uh, going forward, if you guys listen to us, we're going to give you some tips and and tricks to the the craft. And I hope that you take these and do your research on them. Yeah, like if you follow some of the things that we're all talking about, once again, we research these things and besides research and we actually implement it for ourselves to act, make sure that it's something that we can actually use and it's something that you guys can use as well. Um, at the end of the day, we just want to create a music scene where everything is organic and it's genuine, where you don't feel like you have to step outside of your own skin to make it. Or, you know, as far as readjusting what you think making it is, because that's another thing, you know, right. something else you can also learn. Like, what is what does it mean to actually have success as an artist, rapper, whatever you are, singer, you know, anything. And I also want to reiterate that we're here to help. Like, at the end of the day, this podcast is nothing if if people don't actually uh, look for help or mm-hmm. aren't actually, like, uh, responsive to what we're saying. So if you have a question and I can't help you, maybe Bales can help you. If you have a question and neither of us could help you, maybe we direct you to someone that can help you. But nonetheless, like... We're creating a a podcast that we want to also create a community with. Mm -hmm. And I think that the the strength in this is that, like, coming up for me, there was no one that gave me information. To help or assist. You know, and, you know, a lot of people have their OGs and stuff that they do. But, like, for hip-hop, I've navigated this world by myself for the entirety of it. Yeah. All I had was YouTube. Right. And and that. for for kids like us who came up just figuring it out for ourselves, like it's understandable why it took so long, mm-hmm. you know, because we're trying to learn this from scratch. Where now, if we do a podcast like this, and you're a listener or you're a viewer on on the YouTube channel or whatever, you'll have access to information that took us ten years to muster up, or it took us fifteen years to muster up. You got to streamline right to the veins, you know. So I hope that you guys are able to take this and actually like grow faster because nothing would be doper than seeing an artist who who came from this podcast blow up and be able to be like, yo, like, I just took their advice. I listened to some two random guys. Right. I just randomly clicked on it and I was listening to it and then boom, next thing you know, I'm Drake. <laughs> Any last words? <laughs> uh, Yeah, you know, just make sure you guys stay tuned. We got a lot more for you guys. Like, once again, we're just trying to help you guys. At the end of the day, we're not those guys that want to be selfish, try to keep everything for ourselves. We're really trying to actually help. You know, like I said, Dig came out of nowhere and was able to help me. 
And I took on that same sentiment. And I wanted to help a lot of artists as well. And if you're a listener who does get the help from us and decides to implement it and it works, uh, hopefully you could go on and uh, dish off that same help to other people because that's really what the shit's about. You know, it's not, this is not the selfish game where it's like uh, every man for themselves mm-hmm. and, you know, people are pulling each other down to get to the top. Like, no more crabs in a barrel. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't work like that. And how this game should really process is it should be people that are trying to help the next person grow, whether that means it's your boy from, uh, from you know, childhood or just another rapper locally that you know of that's also dope. Like, there's enough room for everyone. Uh, I'll say one last thing. Like, uh, a couple years back, I was driving past. Uh, we're from Jersey, so I was driving past MetLife Stadium mm-hmm. and. You know, I see like this uh, sold out show for a, a group called BTS. That's the Asian the pop? K-pop, yeah, yeah, K-pop, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have never heard of them prior to that. Right mm-hmm. now, I know who they are, but like seeing that a group that I've never heard of in my life so sells out a life. stadium, yeah, that's crazy. To me, that shows that like whether or not you think so, there's enough room for everyone. It definitely is. You know, you could be a a huge success and success is dictated by whatever you think it is uh, in this game by just being yourself and there's a lane for that and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be Drake. You know, like, for me, success in this game is completely being able to pay all my bills Mm -hmm. and live a comfortable life with music. That's that's what it is to me. I don't need the the wraith and I don't need to, you know, live in a mansion. Those are nice luxuries, but if I could pay my bills off and just be listening to music all day, I made it. That's that's success to me. So and there's and there's also like I know a lot of people out there probably thinking, no, oh, no, everybody can't eat. The funny part is, as many artists as there are out there, you got to realize this: not everybody's going to put that work in, no matter what is given to them, no matter if the information is there. It's all about applying it. So everybody really can eat, but not everybody's going to choose to sit at the table. So you got to think about that too. That's a that's a good line to end off on. Um, Bars. Guys, this is the Rapper's Guide podcast. We are signing out this Diggy Metro. Bills Paliashi, we out of here. Peace out, guys.